Oh my gosh, Simon. Hi, Aaron. We're back. You're, you're glowing today, I must say. You look great. Well, what can I say? I'm trying to shine bright like a diamond. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> and and because of daylight savings, like sunset is now at like 7.40 or something. Like, No one told me that that was happening that day. I didn't know until like literally I was going to bed and someone tweeted about it and I was like, um, bitch, are we already at this point? Fuck I that. Woke, I woke up at like 11. I was like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> I, but Simon, I feel like you normally wake up at 11. Okay, so now no, yeah, look at me. I look like a dark little... Now you look terrible. Um, no, that was Simon maybe four years ago. We're different now. We wake up earlier. We do. Do we, I, I, Everyone I've talked to says that you like to sleep in and you like roll out of bed and hop on the computer. And Are you talking to Eric who wakes up at like five... And six in the morning okay well eric and i are aligned we wake yeah. up that early yeah. so well here's the thing aaron people like to think they know you okay people like to think that they have you all figured out and put you in a box but here's the thing sweetie here's the thing and i want everyone listening to hear this and know this you don't know me okay you don't even know you yeah i don't even know me do, although look at you do you were Everything I yeah. thought I knew, and We're getting... I thought we could be. We're getting that singing in early today. Um, that was everything, but I think Avril Lavigne, right? I think... We probably, yeah, we probably can't post this episode now because you sang nope. more than five seconds. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we're fucked. <laughs> we are fucked. We are fucked. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I would say daylight savings. Live in life. I move on Friday. It's going to be great. And you're moving yeah. where? I'm moving to your building. Oh, also, my God. Also, FYI, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. great transition segue. Yeah. Our, our uh, special guest this week, he actually works for the company that owns your, our building. Shout out, Graystar. Hello. Shout out, Graystar. Okay. <laughs> And uh, so who is this guest? Who 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 was that? I thought I heard yeah, something. So, <laughs> Hello! Our, our special guest is um, none other than Dago Blanco, who is um, one of the premier Atlanta gays. Oh, um, before that, I think he was in Orlando, so he was a premier Orlando gay, and I think he, he made the right move and come into Atlanta because Mamacita... <laughs> I went to Orlando once, and the gay scene down there was abysmal. It's pretty dry. Chicago, welcome, welcome to the show. Hello, ladies. Thank you for having me. The Southern Prime Meet, apparently. Uh, what I will uh, yes. tell you, Dago, is you are our first, I think, like, cross-state, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Simon, but our first cross-state uh, guest that we've had. Maybe I'm in a different right. time zone. Oh my gosh, yeah, so late for you over there. So late. <laughs> what is it, like 2 a.m.? Uh, do these bags tell you that there's work. 2 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, well, Dago, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I, when we were uh, looking at who, the, who would be a great guest for this, uh, this episode uh, and this artist that we're going to be reviewing, I immediately thought of you because I think I remember us talking back uh, years ago when we first met about our music tastes. And I think we were talking about like 
loving High School Musical, loving One Direction, and loving kind of all of that, like, probably too young for us, uh, Disney Channel pop type stuff. And one of the bands was the Jonas Brothers. And Nick Jonas uh, decided to not pull a Taylor Swift and releasing like, same day or next day, but pulling a pretty quick album turn, surprise announcement, and then, like, two weeks later, the album is out, and he's hosting uh, SNL. Uh, so today we're reviewing Spichemin. Spichemin. By Spichemin by Nick Jonas. Yes. Yes. Spichemin, I believe, is the correct pronunciation. So, Dago, do you want to start with uh, what is your experience with Jonas Brothers? And what do you think of Nick Jonas? Is he your, is he your favorite Jonas? Well, I have a long-standing history with the Jonas Brothers that has quite since still haunts me to this day. I would even say haunts me. Haunts you. I still have people messaging me from high school being like, I still remember the uh, Joe Jonas costume that you wore on Homecoming Week for Celebrity Impression Day. I I was deep into the Joe Bro culture y'all dago do you have a picture of that outfit that maybe you could feel there is probably somewhere deep in the cavernous of ruins of myspace or maybe an old facebook album that we could probably find this picture you might have to send Mm. that over to our social media manager Yes, you might. You might. My have people to. will call her people. Yeah, yeah, we have people for that in turn. <laughs> um, so that was a lot to process. First thing, first thing, you're getting messages from people in high school. Are you familiar with the block button? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes, way too familiar with the block button. Um, however, this person was very welcoming. Okay. Um, they just specifically remember this also because i again i was known as that very odd jonas brothers fanatic in high school there was multiple instances where the the dro the joe bro came out of me dago could i just say that there was uh, a time so I'm, I'm spoiling a little bit here but there was a time when i was i think i was in like 11th grade that me and my friend ended up baking a cake for Nick Jonas's birthday and decorating it. So um, I was deep in that Kool-Aid too, honey. Oh, girl, let me tell you how deep the Kool-Aid was. The J14 cutout posters were on the walls. Um, the... Okay, oh, oh, I have a very good fun fact for that. Um, I am one of 5,000 people who actually owns the the physical copy of the very first album the Jonas Brothers released um, when they weren't even in Hollywood records yet, like pre-Disney, the like the very first album. Oh my! You're talking. You're talking about it's about time. Yes, it's, it's about time. Year three thousand. Yes. Mandy, oh, uh, iconic, iconic <laughs> album. Wow. Still today, one of my favorites. I am in a uh, a Joe Bro fandom sandwich here, I believe. You really are, being in the middle on the Zoom call. Oof. Yeah, wow. I'm not sure how Dago, I feel you, about it. <laughs> did you ever fall off the bandwagon, or were you have, have you been a Joe Bro's fan and you're still a fan? 
Hopefully mm. nobody kicks me out of the board mm. of the fan clubs. But um, I definitely fell off when they released that Jonas show that oh. kind of mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. too on the nose, a little too pushed. Um, okay, okay. But my late 20s ass still showed up to the reunion concert two years ago. I did too. I did too. True fans. Ah! True fans. Absolutely. Absolutely. I bought tickets same day, like literally (laughs) three hours before and we got like 13th row and we were like, um, okay. Same. Same. It's a totally different experience than like the first four concerts I went to as a teenager and then going as an adult where I could drink at a concert. Oh, honey. Very different. It was a dangerous experience. Uh, More vulgar things were yelled at Joe Jonas. So you're you're a Joe Jonas. Is he your number one of the three? Yes, I'm a Joe girl. I could see you two. I could see you two together. Yes. I could see that. Yes. Well, but you're gonna all, have to. Married, you're gonna have something. to. I was gonna say you're have, gonna have to get through. What is it that Sophia was? Is that who he's with? Uh, Sophie. That? Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, mm. yeah. I mean, I'd like to see that fight. I would too. <laughs> so Simon, if if Nick Jonas mm. is my favorite Jonas brother, and Joe is is uh, Dago's, that leaves you with Kevin. That's How do you fine. feel about Kevin being yours? I mean, I feel pretty equally about all of them. I I was not on the train. I didn't not like them. They just flew by and were not involved in the uh, journey that is my life and my childhood. Um, I was very there uh, when there was the whole body transformation and he was really uh, gay-baiting the community. I mean, Very I, gay-baiting. I very. was susceptible. I'm not going to lie. I then realized that he's like five two, which is fine. You can that's not a crime or anything. It's just it's not my Nobody <laughs> Nobody knows that he's five two when we all saw that Calvin Klein shoot that that's came out true. where he's holding the white underwear um, and we cracked yeah. a blanket in half. <laughs> yeah, we do. Okay, yeah, so do. I need to ask you guys, okay, how do you feel about the whole progression with the Jonas Brothers from, like, I want to know mostly about, A, the gay baiting stage with Nick into now we have what feels like this, like, sister wives, like, community marriage situation with the Jonas Brothers and all of their wives hanging out together. And I just need to get some thoughts out, and I'd like to hear yours. Please, would you um, give me your impressions? How do we feel? Um, so I will say as I was listening to this album and the, the previous, what is it, like Happiness Begins album that the Jonas Brothers did, I was looking very hard for him to be like, I'm gay <laughs> somewhere in the mix. And I think so for me, my thought is that I, I truly do think that Kevin is happy with Danielle, and I think that Joe is probably happy with Sophie. Uh-huh. I think that Nick, if there's one of the three that's very closeted, it would be Nick. And leave it to him to have his beard be like a, a woman that's 10 years older than him that 
is not a, a citizen of the United States that's probably looking to, to become one, like how perfect oh. of a scenario is this? She gets the uh, the citizenship after a couple of years, mm-hmm. and he has a beard to be able to not be gay with. Okay, Ugh. okay. Um, Doggo thoughts. Um, let's just say we've come a long way since the purity rings that made them famous when they started off in the Disney. Days. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a huge ring. thing. Fun. Another fun fact that made me get a purity ring. That's how deep the Joe Bro oh. obsession was. <laughs> Dago, I still see it on your finger. Yeah, you still Are, wear still that? Here? You still wear mm-hmm. that, baby? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yes, I think, I think the gay baiting situation has really progressed. I mean, does, does anybody remember that show that he did? It was called, like, Kingdom. He played, like, a boxer. He has Yo. a whole gay storyline and he, like, kisses a guy. He also was, like, a closet gay in season one of Scream Queens. That was the whole joke. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So he plays gay. He plays gay. It's kind of tight. Like, at the same time, a lot of that, like, he very much fits into, like, the Deer and Chris, like, kind of thing. He's not gay. That is just that was a He's shock to me. That was a shock. Oh, oh I was Darren offended. Not being gay? Yeah. Oh, I lost too many nights over Darren Chris. That was that was thirsty, Mama. Are you okay <laughs> now? I still have. So I don't know if either of you remember. Um, Darren Chris did this one photo shoot at a beach with like kind of a colorful towel. That was and the background of my computer for three years. I still have that full album on my computer, and I'm not going to say I don't ever go back to it, because okay, yeah. I do. Hmm. I'll have to take a look at this. Okay. I'll, I'll, say, well, I'll send you one or two. So I did, I did ask, because I have thought about this. So I, I think we are pretty aware, people, in terms of pop culture. We understand a little bit of how celebrity works, right? Which you say that, that's probably true. So I think... With celebrity and the image that celebrities put out, everything is calculated. There is not a single photo that goes out that isn't planned in some way. And so I think it's weird as fuck when the Jonas Brothers and their wives are like so involved all the time. They're in everything together. That's weird. Also, on the um, Nick being closeted thing, when you said that, I immediately thought of the coverage that surrounded their, what, 8,000 weddings that happened? Well, that's because of, like, in India, it is truly, like, 8,000 weddings. That's part of that culture. I know that, but did you see how many fucking articles came out around that time it was non-stop in your face look how in love these people are it was a lot it was but is that is that is that nick doing that or is that the u.s media going like he is one of our royalty here i think pr teams are hired for a reason tree pay into taylor swift and i think Nick Jonas has been in the system for quite some time and probably has a very sophisticated PR team at his disposal. I'm just saying, it was a lot of coverage to convince us that they were really fucking in love. That's all I'm saying on that front. He's probably I, dating I, the I, PR I He's probably dating the PR gay in his team. Uh, they always are. They always are. I'm just saying it's so the PR gays. 
so with that in mind, I've never really like been a huge Nick fan just because I feel like I see his game. Like when he did the queer beating, yes, did I look a little bit? Absolutely. But was I like, I'm going to stand this man? No. No. I will 100% agree with you that I think that Nick is, out of the three of them, he is probably the most manufactured of the Jonas Brothers, Mm. meaning that I think that he is very calculated. And I think even watching him on SNL, he was, he couldn't he couldn't make fun of himself like he just couldn't make fun of himself he had to be sexy and he had to be like a red flag for me oh i'm so great i had to unfollow him on social media because i was like every time you post i just want to vomit yeah i also think this comes with him being the youngest of the three i think when because he actually started the Jonas Brothers so he was a Christian singer got a record deal and then he sang with his brothers like backup but then they're like oh we'll do a boy band right so he always had the most to compensate i.e the diabetes story that he had was also a huge thing don't remember that I was into that I was serious that That Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I think he was Yes, the most manufactured, but he also is the most visible of the three. Oh, for sure. Because the voice, he has a tequila company. He always sings the most vocals of the three Jonas Brothers. So He does seem to have a nice voice. I'll say that. Well, if you talk to some people that listen to... Simon, you and I have a friend that Uh thinks every part of Nick Jonas is, like, absolutely the worst. So... I think oh, you would I say think no. I know who you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. But we see what I would you. We say, hear you. <laughs> what I would say is 100% acknowledge you, Dago, in the um, he was the most at forefront. I think what I mean by manufactured is more that he is like calculated and inauthentic in his delivery to the public. Like he's not he's not the Cardi B that just tweets out whatever the fuck she wants. Mm. She. Not Diane Warwick either. Like, he is so into himself and his image. And he, I think that if, like, if the tabloids ever turned on him, I don't, I think he would literally, like, not know how to function. Mm. That's what I I mean by manufactured is because he has been, he was raised with the public eye that, like, if that doesn't happen or if it turns on him, he is going to, like, not know what to do. Mm. I agree, yeah. You know who I also think would be in that position if the tabloids turned on her? Well, you know who they've turned a lot on? Taylor Swift. That's exactly who I was thinking of, but she still won a fucking Grammy. Well, she made an album about it, Reputation. Yeah. Which is the only album I will not listen to. So. She won 11 Grammys, asterisk, but nobody's counting. Yeah. Not as much as Beyonce. Twenty-eight is a hard that. number. Um, she's been working. I think that Adele's gonna probably do it though. To to be I mean, honest, if you release an album every nine years, it's gonna take a long time to catch up. But you know, true, very true. I I'll love to see it if it happens. Just so enough about die Nick Jonas. Should we maybe <laughs> talk about the album a little bit? In sure. Our 
Yeah, where do we want to start? How do we want to get into this? I would just I would love to say that themes of the album that I got were <laughs> I'm weirdly obsessed with my wife and also like yeah. all I want to do like nothing about her personality, nothing about anything other than I want to sex you up mama. Theme number 1. Uh, yeah. And then, and, and then theme and you wouldn't is, you did you wouldn't have gotten that either from the uh, spaceman video where she appears. I haven't seen it. Haven't well, seen spoiler it. alert: his fucking wife makes a cameo <laughs> in that too, as like a little hologram. It's like okay, that's let's shove COVID. it. That's called yeah, COVID. That's called COVID. It's called let's shove it. Let's remind people again that we're married and I'm straight. Because yeah. the eight thousand things were not enough. Yeah, Jesus. Eight thousand weddings. One more. Um, other theme is alcoholism. Boy, oh, okay, okay. I would say boy has an issue with alcohol. There okay. were many songs about him just being like, the days are blending together. I oh. go home and I drink. I drink all the time. I just nonstop drink. And I was like, okay, well, uh, um, yeah. I think if anyone's asking for a cry for help, like talk to your friend Demi Lovato. She'll know how to help you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he can, he can afford a therapist. Right, he could he could afford a break. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> like like a six year break from music. Maybe because um, that's what he so, had. I mean, I, I just I I think both of the like the vibe of this album was very much like not not anything that I'm like super passionate about or can relate to women. And hard, like, drinking away my feelings. Those are two things that I don't really do. We love women on the podcast. We just, um, not in that way. Well, sometimes in that way, maybe. In the, Chelsea? In the, in the sexual way. Okay. Because there is a song called Sexual. Because he, he yes. did have to make it clear again that he does want to have sex with his wife. Oh, well, not only that, delicious. Guys, let's just put it out there. He's horny. He, um, is he is a horny, horny little teenager. On this yes, album. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that's, that going that's on. That's the theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Dago, what did what were your thoughts? What, what were you feeling when you listened through this? Were you like, yeah, there's a story here. I'm getting this. Or just like, what was your reaction? Um, my reaction when I first listened to it was very different then my reaction when I had my like third or fourth listen, I, I will just put that out there. Uh, my initial reaction was I was very like tuning in and out. Like there were never like full moments that absolutely grabbed me other than the thoughts of like, he's horny. I also yep. had a very similar uh, reaction to as Aaron, where I was like, he is drinking. And then I was like, who is, and then I, I was actually questioning, I was like, who is he talking about? Because like, yeah. I, he was talking about this like affection towards another person. I was like, yes, I know he's talking about, he's probably talking about his wife, but also he's talking about his wife in a way that like, I guess people talk about their wives. It just said, it just felt very like longingly. I was like, aren't you like, in quarantine with your wife but then i had that thought i was like this is a very pandemic album right what i what i will say is like there is a song and you you tell me what you thought about this song but the song if i fall 
Mm-hmm. He's like, if I fall again, it will be the last time, the last time that I'm falling. And I, I to me, I'm wondering, like, is this song about him saying that, like, maybe I, maybe you're not the the, the last girl I'm gonna be with, or the last person I'll be with? He's 28 years I don't old. Know. He has maybe. a long life to live. Yes, maybe. Not if he keeps up with all of the bad habits. <laughs> is I mean, this like a thing that we know about with him, like? Is this a? I've never heard of this before. The what? The what? Part? Just like the themes of alcohol, or is this like a new revelation that we're hearing? So I've watched a couple different. I think for his last album, he had like a making of that album on YouTube, and I watched some of it, and it was very clear in watching it that I was like, "Yeah, he loves alcohol." Oh. Yeah, and in his uh, in the Jonas Brothers Amazon movie that they did following like the Happiness Begins album, uh, they it was like documentary ish slash concert film, and he anytime they had like back behind or behind the scenes, he almost always had a drink in his hand. Huh. Kind of like a Brad Pitt eating an Ocean's Eleven situation. Wait, what? Tell me more. <laughs> Oh, in every scene in Ocean's Eleven, Brad Pitt is eating something. Really? Yeah. Uh, like every scene. Icon. Yeah. Icon. <laughs> you think he planned that? <laughs> I think he probably did it in one scene, and then it was like, I'm just going to do this at every fucking scene. It just I'm hungry. Happen. That's what I would do. Is like, mo- in most movies, the actors don't want to be eating, because if the take goes wrong, they have to keep eating and eating. That God bless per- Brad Pitt. That sounds perfect for me if I'm ever gonna be an actor. If if I uh, am gonna have to do that, I definitely hope that like they could give me like Cold Stone ice cream and, and cookies <laughs> and cookies. Oh, you'd be real chunky. Just, like, <laughs> by the end of the movie, they'd be like, "Thank God for visual effects, because girl, you are a separate person now." <laughs> They'd have to up the budget for the CGI post-editing this was This wasn't meant to be a visual effects movie, but you made us do it. That's they they're bring, showing it in widescreen. They had to bring in James Cameron, okay? Uh, this is an IMAX now, baby. That's the only way you can watch this movie. Uh, okay, so, so for this album, I had a very similar experience on my first listen-through where I just was like... Okay, I'm not really sure at what points of the album it's supposed to hit me and like draw me in. It just it doesn't really seem like the only real connective element I found was in the production. I really like how one song flows into the next, flows into the next, flows into the next. That's very cool. I think that's great. Um, I would say the first four songs of the album range from like good to to excellent and i think flowed really well and overall were really solid and you get to delicious and from there i don't really know what happened to the album it just kind of unraveled for me i actually want to pivot or not i want to build upon that a little bit okay please please do i that was actually one of my biggest notes about the album was the transitions, right? Because mm-hmm. my first listen, I was like, I'm in and out of this album. 
And then I looked at the track. I was like, how deep am I into it? And then I realized right. like four songs went by. I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah. hold on. How did four songs go by? I feel like I've been listening to the same song just really long. Right. And yeah. I was like, okay, wait, let me go back and listen and go to the ends and listen to the beginnings. And they did. They had a very like synthy kind of uh, drone. Learn from Lady Gaga, Chromatica 2 to 911. <laughs> yes. Well, I, w- I was going to call out and say it's very Lord Melodrama where they okay. go in, the songs go into each other, yeah. but the difference being, and this is where, again, Lord Melodrama is just the epitome of music, but the best. The best. Yeah. You have an album that does these line throughs with synth and like uh, transitions, but the songs itself have levels and stories yes. and kind of uh, peaks and valleys um whereas this you're getting no tr- you're getting no transition and yeah. also no kind of separation between the songs it all just kind of starts sounding the same i a hundred percent on the same page there there was a lot of the production that really blended together and it was hard to pick out like milestones on the album or like guide points to be like okay i'm at this point now i'm at this point it truly was like looking at the track list again okay where how did i get here and i think that there's plenty of ways to be able to help you be able to have those like those pillar moments in terms of changing themes or changing the sound right or having like interludes whatever nick jonas didn't really do a whole lot of that because the themes were pretty similar throughout and the beat i mean the beat i think there were some faster and slower um tempo songs but yeah, it definitely. I I agree with you that I feel like uh, first listen, second listen, even all I I I started listening to this uh, on Saturday and it's now Tuesday and it took until today for me to be like even remotely like let me opt into that. You know what I mean? Like it. I, I finally, finally, finally landed the plane of like I get the album, I get the songs, and here I am with it. Um, yeah. But I, what I would say, and I, we can go straight into it, is I, I'd say that, like, I have to give this album a flop because there are some just truly awful tracks that I never want to hear in my life ever again. Yeah. Uh-huh. But there are also, like, there, there are probably, like, three or four songs on this album that I probably, like, I do legitimately enjoy, even though, again, one's about going down on your girl. And like uh, eating the pussy. Yeah, it seems to be a, a real pivot from the gay baiting, which <laughs> which I was against the gay baiting, but now that we got real and we're talking about Vaujon, uh, you know, I don't know which one I prefer. I like I legitimately so this is heaven made me think about like does pussy taste that good? I <laughs> do either of you have experience? Does it like uh, Absolutely not. I do. Oh, how was that? And it was great. Oh, okay. <laughs> was it? I have okay. no complaints. Okay. All right. Okay. Do you, I, not, I, never mind. Ah! I was about to <laughs> do it, Eric. Got to shout him out in the pod. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ex-girlfriend uh, in high school. How you doing? Uh, wow, that's incredible. Hi, um, you're listening. Shout out. How, how would you compare it to like um, analingus, if you would? 
well, Analingus is a basic food group, so I sure. think they, I think we're worlds away from this is heaven. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair. Fair. And there's the there's the other song too. Just going, to, we're going into a lot of songs right now, but I think yeah. it's the I think it's delicious where he's like, I don't even mind that other people are like getting themselves off to you because I get to have you tonight. So is he a boy right now at three a.m. Like Maybe. delicious is all. There's like a line in it that's talking about how like other people are watching you, but I don't mind when I, you're like I doing your it. your moves or you show into like the bar or whatever else. He is horny. He is horny. Which I mean, like, I get it. Go on. I think we can all get there. That's that's one of the things I wanted to ask Simon. Is like, yeah. are any of these songs ones that you'd want to listen to in bed? Um. Um, okay, I did like the production of Sexual. I hated the lyrics. Oh, my God. Yep. Truly, uh, truly, 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 some of these songs, like, in the writer's room, they looked at each other and they're like, do we want to try on this one? Or, like, no? Okay. Yeah. Let's just uh-huh. throw some of the most, like, cliche thoughts we have that already existed music and let's just like call it a day Sexual. the lyrics were more basic than uh zara Larson's lyrics which yeah. were basic like yeah which i <sighs> to be to be frank i would say that like nick jonas is a songwriter like he actually wrote most of if not all of jonas brothers first three albums uh, like he okay. did the bulk of the work, and so, and he also has like many solo projects that he wrote the whole thing for. Um, this one, he wrote it with collaborators, but I feel like he, I, I don't know where he went wrong with this one, but it feels like just a completely awesome arc tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on this one, Aaron. Apart from maybe a couple of songs on this, I just did not it didn't really elicit much of a response from me. And I did listen to this many times. I earnestly tried to get something out of it, and I did not. Um, I just don't really know what he was doing in that that six-year space between his last album, which had some slappers, like some absolute slappers. The the first two, well, the first three albums that he did, yeah, Nick Jonas administration, and then the two second ones, like those were great, those yeah. were incredible. So, what I think, uh, I, I, I legitimately think the difference is is the last Jonas Brothers album, Happiness Begins, was also about like we're wholesome families now, and I think that he felt the need with this album to be overtly like sexual and horny and like straight male realness in a way that clearly felt like he was overcompensating yeah i didn't um yeah and as for like like would i play this in the boudoir like start to finish absolutely not no like there are there are albums that you should listen to as like a lesson of this is a continuous thread while still feeling like there are significant moments that I can point to, like a melodrama, like I would say a What's Your Pleasure from Jesse Ware. That is mm-hmm. like so amazingly consistent, but 
you can pick out each step along the way, I guess. And this this was not um, this this is not that. I, I mean, this album does fall victim to that formula where you front load all of your best songs. A hundred percent. And then, uh, do you think you, so? I th- I, I think so. my favorite. I totally agree with Simon in that my favorite songs on this album are at the beginning. And I wouldn't even go as far to say that by saying that they're my favorite, they're the best, or that they're great. They're just my favorite of the bunch. And also, somehow, in this album, two of the bonus tracks on the deluxe version are actually better than how the album closes out. Oh, no. I don't fuck with deluxe versions, so that's honestly kind of surprising to hear that. Well, I had to because the deluxe version has the Jonas Brothers song on it that they collabed on. Who who the hell collabed with themselves? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, spoiler alert. I feel like Justin Timberlake being like, I'm collaborating with NSYNC, and it's like, no, girl, you're just uh... rejoining. That was a yeah. Spoiler alert for those who haven't tuned into the album yet. The deluxe version has a song called "Selfish" featuring the Jonas Brothers. So there's that. I do not get it. I do not. I don't <laughs> understand why he thought that was like the right move. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, it was um, so. Dago, I, this is a bop for you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Although I, I, it's a, it's definitely a flop. Although I will say I did save one song in the album that I am obsessed with. There is well, one song. I think song, we can go on the top box. I think we should. Yeah, please tell us. I will go on the record and say that my top bop is too drunk. Too drunk. Okay, and as you said, this is on the record. Uh, this will be public record for. Ever. Uh, so we are going to listen to Too Drunk and we will return. So don't go anywhere. Okay. All right. We're back. We just listened to Too Drunk off of the album Spaceman by Nick Jonas. And uh, wow, do we need to send him help? Like, <laughs> do we need to call someone? So, Dago, first, before we, before we go into it, wh- why do you like this song? Yeah, tell us. Tell us. Um, one, he just... When we're talking about milestones in this album, when I was in and out and I lost focus, one thing that did grab my attention is he just yells, I miss that sex. Yeah, and it's hard to miss, all, miss him say that, yeah. We all miss, or we all have been there where we have had maybe one too many drinks and we grab our phones and we're sliding into those dms so that song slaps with my saturday nights i think if we were to compile i think if we were to compile all of our like combined drunk booty call texts into one volume it'd probably be longer than war and peace you know what? <laughs> it was a wild Maybe. time. It was a wild time. It's, Not proud it's of a it. Wild. Actually, it's I, a am, wild. Yeah, I am. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, what do you think? I kind of like this song. I kind of like 
kind of like it. It's fun. It has a nice little beat. I'm not saying that I've never heard of these themes in a song before. I'm not saying that, you know, maybe the Jonas, other Jonas bros should maybe check in on their little brother. And mom. I think mom's called out one time. Oh, whoops. Well, what would mom say? <sighs> Girl, will you uh, drink again? <laughs> Breaking dishes in the kitchen. That's right. That's not a good place to be, I don't think. Um, uh, yeah, I, I like this song. I like it. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> I, what I would say is there, there were two songs that I was fighting for top pop in my head. And I'm still like, I think I know what I'm going to pick, but I don't know. What I would say is that this song was debated on of being my least favorite on the album. Oh my goodness. Where I would end up though is sometimes it just takes a listen with your homies to be able to to get there on this. (laughs) Yeah. But I listened to it and I listened to it from a a trying to appreciate it perspective. And it feels very much like it's the song for um, like this, again, like kind of like the straight bros that are um, probably going through it with COVID and like Unlike like normal human beings who can process emotions and everything else, yeah, they ha- in particular, they have to be masculine. have a really tough time being able yeah. to process that. Sure. And so I think that this song is kind of like their anthem of COVID. Ooh, wow, <laughs> that is a, a very bit. interesting perspective that I truly never would have, in my gay mind, ever <laughs> thought about. Wow. It, 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 and with, with with it having that context of oh. it's like the days are spinning, I don't get it. I'm like he's not emotional about it because he can't. He's like not at a place of comprehending it. He's just like blending his entire week together, throwing tantrums, kind of like what would happen is if you did bottle up a lot of emotions. I might Aaron, be onto something here, Aaron. Wow, I think in this moment. This Excuse is me, maybe, is that the Grammys calling? Am I a this, critic now? This might be the most empathetic I've ever seen, Aaron. What? He he knows what Nick is going through. <laughs> I I'm trying to empathize as much as I can. I really this is am. A stretch. I never even thought of that. I I'm a, let me tell you, I'm on board 100 percent with your your literary analysis of this track. Okay. I'm I will in. say the song slaps though. Oh, you like it? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was getting. I, I legitimately just hated it because it was okay. like, are you kidding me? Like, you are just like literal calling out, I need help. Like, whatever. Okay. I don't know. I have nothing else to say about this song. But it slaps. But it slaps. All right. Well, I guess we're on agreement. <laughs> The song's a What slapper. about you, Simon? Okay. What's your top five? Um, yeah, so before I watch the music video, I'm just going to pretend the music video doesn't exist on this one. Uh, my favorite song was actually Spaceman. That was my fave. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay, and well, let's give it a listen. I'm just going to ignore Aaron's bad energy he's throwing out on the Zoom. <laughs> and we're going to pause and listen to my favorite song in the album, Spaceman, and we'll be right back. Mm. Mm. Oh, 
Oh, Simon, that, I have to. That's Pache, man. I have to ask. Yeah. Why was this your favorite? He asked with a inquisitive, skeptical look on his face. Okay, well that's fine, because I like this song a lot, and I'll tell you why, Aaron. I like this song because I thought that I thought the production was a little. It offered us something different than the rest of the album. It, and the like chorus is very hooky. It's, it's something that made me wiggle and jiggle. I thought. I thought. My no. opinion. Do, Doggo, do you see what I have to deal with here? <laughs> this this hate this hateful energy. I'm trying to speak my truth and my passions. And you have a mm-mm. I can still kick him out. Shake that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we're gonna have to kick it out. Yeah, kick <laughs> kick the out of here, guys. Because um, confession, this was yeah. this is the other song that was tied for my least favorite. Oh my god, my biggest flop. Oh my god, I will say the music video was about as um, creative, new, and different as this album as a whole. In that it wasn't. It's like they they watched <laughs> they watched The Martian. With starring Matt Damon, and we're like, let's do mm-hmm. something like that, and then let's add a hologram in of Miss Priyanka to symbolize that he is like trying to get back to her. It was tough. Just, that part was tough. Um, you guys, how do you feel about the comparison of like wearing a mask to being in an astronaut suit? Is again, that <laughs> a pandemic album? There's a lot of parallels about writing of, this in quarantine. A lot. That's, yeah. It's, do, you, uh, do you think that he maybe was at a private island, <laughs> tested multiple times, everyone wearing masks? Dago! Oh my god. Oh my god. Frequent listeners of the pod <laughs> might understand that reference. Oh my god. I can't believe this. And, and if you saw Dago, his reaction to what I said, he was, he's like trying to hide himself from the camera. He's logging off, mama. I'm logging off. I'm calling the police. What just I, I remember. I remember like when oh. I saw that photo, I, I looked and I was like, seriously? There's Dago, and right on the, it is the tweet that like went viral of like tested multiple times. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh my God, Aaron, this is this is some gotcha journalism right here. <laughs> this whole thing was a, a new time. Sawyer, Mama, moving over. <laughs> you, you are. Um, was it Diane Sawyer who interviewed Brittany and were like, "What did you yep. do to Justin Timberlake?" This is uh-huh. what this, that's what this is right now. You're the Oprah, Meghan Markle interview right now. <laughs> if, I mean, I would be okay with that. Please give me yeah. that comparison. Yeah, it's about as impactful, I would say. Yeah. Wow. So I will, we say, did... I will say clearing the air. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, I wish I, I wish I maybe was a little bit less strict on myself um, earlier on and maybe less hard on people. Wow. Wow, that is a great perspective, Aaron. We've really come full circle. He learned empathy. (laughs) Today, Mm -hmm. yeah, with this album. Mm -hmm. With this album. Yep. Incredible. We're just going to leave that without context. If you want to know what the fuck we're talking about, why haven't you listened to our past episodes? What's wrong with you? 
It would be Club Future Nostalgia, which don't listen to that album. No, Aaron's going to drop the timestamp. Right this here. is the very moment. <laughs> if you want to give a context of what we're talking about, um, go back to that episode. Dago, I was telling Simon earlier today, oh, I was like, God. I don't remember if I mentioned him or not. I, you, I might have mentioned you in that episode. I don't think you did. Wow, not so, in a bad way. In a, I know I don't someone. Think. So technically, I'm a recurring guest. <laughs> Maybe. Te- technically, there was some <laughs> foreshadowing happening there, Mama. We knew. <laughs> we knew. Oh, wow. my God. Wow, I can't believe this just happened. Oh, my God. Where am I? Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. So I don't, love, I don't love the mask comparison. I don't yeah. love this, like, take off my spacesuit because I'm home now, but I'm feeling okay. lonely. Okay. I, I, okay. I, you think this, it, is, this is very a, much the straight bro interpretation of like <laughs> COVID realness. Yeah, this is um, this is. Was their... he trying to do a folklore here? Because he really, he really flapped the ball there. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is their, um, this is their manifesto on what oppression is. Would you say? Mm-hmm. Wow. So what I would say is like I think for me, so when you guys were mentioning at the beginning that the album was good, I was like. Literally, the beginning of the album did nothing for me. But I also will say that this is the Chronicles of the Drunk Jonas. Then you go into, like, the I'm drunk, now let's have sex time, which is, like, the next couple songs. Okay. And then you finally end up with, like, and I love you. Maybe he was drinking while making the album, and he got drunker as the songs went on. Mm. And then he finished cuddled and said i love you and went to bed Maybe and then, exactly and then collabed with uh, the jonas brothers <laughs> maybe yeah. that, feel, that feels like a fever dream maybe like maybe he was it like does, a little bit thing and it was yeah it came out of that maybe the whole thing happened in a fever dream in space there it is okay well doggo are you gonna back me up on the song or am i gonna get to like on spaceman absolutely yeah. Thank that was you. my second favorite. Actually, no, third favorite. Okay, well, I feel supported. At least it got a bronze from you. Bronze medal. That's something. It's, <laughs> that's on, something. it's on the podium. It placed. It placed. All right, Aaron, um, because obviously you have such good taste. Um, what was your top op? Uh, it better be fucking good. That's all I have to good. say. <laughs> I have been debating this for a while now because... Mm-hmm. Literally, uh, one of the songs I had as my single obsession last week, and the other song I didn't, and so I kind of want to give it more time of day, but I think I'm going to have to go back with my single obsession, which is This Is Heaven. Oh, Right? Is that the name of the song? Yeah, This Is Heaven. Yeah, you did. Good job. We'll talk about it afterwards. All right. my number two favorite. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to listen to the um, the cunnilingus anthem of This is Heaven, and we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> this song is, um, it is very, very clearly, this is a song about going down on a girl. This mm-hmm. is the song... Mm-hmm. There's there's the lyric I'm on my knees can't stop now this is heaven and then there's also I know nothing is perfect but this is close and then it follows it up with so don't go keep it coming in my direction 
this, oh my God. Uh, I think the reason why I like this song so much is because it is, I, I think, just so, like, kind of blatantly open about, like, how much he loves eating out his wife. And there's something, like... There is something very honorable really, about that. True. Like, I, I don't even know if it's vulnerable, because I don't feel like... It doesn't feel like he's bragging. I think he legitimately believes this is, like, the best. Like, <laughs> never done this. Like, wish I could do this all day, all night, 24-7. Which, me, us, outside of Dago in high school, shout out high school girlfriend. Yeah. Hope he did a good like, job. We don't do. <laughs> and I, this song made me feel, like, a little bit like, do I... Is, does it taste good? Does it, like, what's the appeal? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But okay. it has a fun beat, and I love I So in uh, the Jonas Brothers' fourth album, Lions, Vines, and Trying Times, they brought in the trumpet, and those, the trumpet slapped. In the World trumpet, War III? Was that in a... World War III, there were many songs that I think the trumpet came in. Was that a trumpet? They had a trumpet, and this song has like a fun trumpet solo. Oh, that was a. Tr- Are we sure that was a trumpet? Um, I thought it was a saxophone. I think it's a saxophone. <laughs> okay, well, they're both in the, in the brass family. No, they are not. <laughs> no, you're still wrong. <laughs> saxophone a has trumpet a- and a saxophone. They're both in the brass, right? No, no. Uh, a saxophone is a reed instrument. It is a woodwind. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, so now you're officially kicked <laughs> off. <laughs> Look, not everyone was in wind ensemble as a freshman in high school. Okay. I was too busy being in percussion, and I wasn't cool <laughs> enough to do the drums, so I had to do the fucking bell. I remember God we damn. had we had some <laughs> seriously cool percussionists, like cool fucking chicks. Like I remember Speaking, walking in first yeah. day and. She's definitely not listening to this, but if you're out there, Alex Lentz, I remember walking in my first day to Wind Ensemble, shitting my pants, and there is this, like, deadpan-looking, hot-ass chick on the xylophone who is running through these these lines, these notes, like it's absolutely nothing. I was so impressed with her. Anyways, oh, damn. Looking back, though, I think that, like, I... As an adult, I would have, I would love to play the bell. Like, how fucking fun! Yeah. But but back then, it was like popularity contest, and I was not winning. Going back to this is heaven, but also yeah. tying it back to music. I remember specifically when we were trying out different instruments. You had to have two years of piano experience to be able to do um, the percussion instrument. Oh. But they let you do any other instrument for like no experience, and they let us try them out. And I tried out the trombone. And these lips, Lama, Ooh, yeah. were able to were able to do exactly what was needed, and people were like, "Damn, you're good." And I think that that same kind of <laughs> is probably like something you'd want to do. Ooh, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know about that, listeners. You know what you do want to do is you do want to throw back to Noah Barth episode two, three, or four. Yeah. Is you want to say the alphabet? Dago, is this was true? Was that Noah? Okay, am I doing the alphabet during what? 
when you're you giving know. when you're you know. a girl out, you're supposed to like sing the alphabet is like how your lips sing are the to alphabet. Move. <laughs> I think you mean you mean. I was gonna say this is not music. Spell. <laughs> not singing. Yeah, you know, you're not singing into that. <laughs> no, you know um, who it was who said that, Aaron. It was Lucas Miller. Oh yeah, 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 yep. yeah. Shout out, friend of the pod. Hi, Lucas. Friend another, of the pod. Another fellow um, uh, has done that. Or yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. we do have I a lot was of too young to do the alphabet. I did not know at the time. Okay, okay. Well, now you have can you try learned it that? Again. Is that something that like you know now? Um, maybe not a destination I would go back to. Okay, but fair. fair. Well, much no, I like, just mean like much like Florida. Much like Florida, <laughs> you have some good friends there in Florida. You can go. I'm visit going them, back but... in two weeks, so. Okay, that was more me personal experience. It was fine. I don't need to go back. You know. <laughs> are you gonna go to, Are you gonna go to the remnants of Parliament House? Oh, I'm actually going to Miami, not Orlando. So. Oh, wow. Miami. That's how I like to say that. Miami. Miami. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's my top bop. Should we go into uh, biggest flop? Also, uh, yeah. we are not doing great on time, but you know what? I don't have to pick up Prairie anymore. Not today. I got nothing else going on. Moira doesn't get fed for another hour. She's fine. Yeah. She's fine. She'll be fine. But the second I hit to 9 o'clock, 9.15, she's like, where are you? She will cut your face open. <laughs> She'll jump at me from her perch. And crush me. Okay, well, um, we, we did top ops, biggest flops. Um, yeah. I think I said both of my biggest flops. You um, did, but you didn't to go. You didn't settle on one. If I'm gonna settle on one, I think I'm gonna give it to Spaceman because you talked about the music video sucking. <laughs> okay, well, I and I really think I think, it, I think legitimately, Too Drunk has a better beat. Oh, okay. Well, with that, uh, Daco, what was your biggest flop? I think sexual. I think the lyrics were just so bad. They were so bad. That was absolutely, that was in the running for me as well. Ooh, it was bad. You put the the sex and sexual, can we not come up with anything else? That's it? It's just too easy. It's lazy. It's very lazy. Very lazy. The lyrics are pretty bad in that one. The beat, though? The beat, uh, mama, ooh, L- little bit of that, a little bit of ooh, lie me back oh, on my ca- on the bed, ooh, ooh. sensation, mama, hell, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I think I agree with you. That song, the lyrics weren't super great. Uh, it definitely needed another revision, another round of revision for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. What about you, Simon? What Just was like your? A day. Just like a day, yeah, another day on set. No, um, I said a gay. They needed a gay oh! to edit it. <laughs> oh. It was like another day on set. I mean, sure, yeah. Why not? Another day, another gay. Same thing. Another um, play. So, so for me, my biggest flop was nervous. Uh, I just thought it was like sexual in that the lyrics were so boring and just not, there's nothing clever about those lyrics. Really just like, Write, write songwriting 101 of like a, you know a student course that you would hand in and maybe get like a c plus you know something like that um and 
on top of that, the beat wasn't good. So that's where, like, uh, it was so yep. bad. It was so boring. Oh, my God. What's going it on? It wasn't oh. good. It wasn't good. So, I don't yeah. know why I had such a visceral reaction to uh, Spachemin and Spachemin. Uh, Too Drunk. Yeah. I think it's because I literally just was, like, eye roll at Nick Jonas. But mm-hmm. your both of your songs that you are mentioning, like, legitimately are really bad. They're really bad. So, like, I wish I could get I an get instrumental of Sexual. Do you think that will be available anywhere that I could, you know, just... We could, we could, we could try and figure that out. That'll be okay. something we could figure out. We'll take that offline. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, should we go into our single obsession? Let's do it. Can I start? Because I think you're yeah, going to be gooped and gagged. Um, longtime listeners of the pod will remember that we did an episode on... Um, who I can only assume will have a long career in pop music. Of course, I'm talking about Ava Max, our fave, our fave Ava oh. Max, <laughs> Miss Miss Asymmetric Bob herself. Um, I have been playing my head and my heart on repeat this last week. It's I am sorry, it's a bop. It's There's no so discussion, good. no discussion. It just is a bop. Move on. And the audacity she had to put that as her number one song on her album after it was already released she went back and was like you know right. what song i want to start this album with three months later yeah my head my heart why not i mean and also the song it sampled is like a timeless bop the la 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 i believe that's by atc around the world if i'm I, it is i think yeah. i think i think you're 100 right slap Slap. Other question about uh, Ava Max, though. Yes. Do you think she calls her fans Maxinistas? I thought they were aviators. Isn't that name proprietary? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. By DJ Max, Max, Maxinista was my Instagram bio for a hot second, and I was sent a cease and desist. So <laughs> they said you have not been selected. Your fashion for girl doesn't even belong here. <laughs> like, we <laughs> sent you a letter about this already. You were not selected for our Maxinista Influencer uh, program. Please remove or there, we will seek further legal action. So I was forced. Been there, done that. Dago, what about you? What, what song is tickling your fancy right now? I have, this was really hard. I have not stopped listening to you. Good days, SZA. Oh, yeah. I love a good SZA. I'm on a super SZA kick. Uh, I think with the finally dropping that signal or a single, I think we're about to get <laughs> that signal. <laughs> bing, bing, right? bing. <laughs> well, also a signal that. The yeah. sophomore album is coming. Absolutely. I have a strong prophecy that we're about to get a Adele-sized sophomore album Ooh, where wow. she tops herself and tops herself. Is that going to be one of the songs? I like I mean, that idea. We love topping I ourselves. Talk, I want to talk about that. Nick yeah. Jonas, write Nick a Jonas. song about topping yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably watch that, I'll be honest. <laughs> Put that um, on your OnlyFans, Mama. He needs some money. <laughs> Wait, what, what were we just talking about? I had a follow-up. SZA. SZA, thank you. Um, you know what song I have by her that's on my, like, massive playlist and it pops up every now and then and I just, mm, mm. It's, um, there's a remix to 
It's a song with Calvin Harris. Oh, uh, the weekend is it called? The the well, she does have a a funk remix to the weekend. That yes, 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 yes. Is it it's, with Calvin Harris? It's the weekend, the funk wave remix with Calvin Harris. You love that song. Ooh, love that was a summer mm. bop. Mm, it is good. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm going to listen to it after this. I can't wait. Erin, uh, how about you? What have you been grooving and moving to? Dip and dive Well, in. I have been grooving and moving quite a bit. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. A lot of wiggles this weekend. So fun. Love that. One of the songs that uh, that I I knew was released, but I never like added to my library or spent time listening to, that now I'm like where was I and why didn't I put this like on every playlist was the real groove studio 54 remix um, and Kylie Minogue. Absolutely. hundred percent. Absolutely. Give me, give me some disco in my life. Every fucking day of every second of every minute of every hour. I, I fucking love disco. Aaron, it still warms my heart so much to this day that, you listen to a Kylie album and we both love it. That means a lot to me. That it's Kylie album and I love it. slaps. So slaps. good. Al- um, already a certified uh, bop from this I'm just club. like, though, get, bring back horse meat disco, no pandemic, me and yes. my harness, uh-huh, just dancing uh-huh. to a Kylie Minogue disco album. Uh, the gay up. agenda. Yeah. Can I just foreshadow that I think that the, I think that 2021 is going to be the year, and probably 2022, like a little bit of last last year, mm-hmm. the year of disco. Disco is coming back in music, and it's coming back hard. Oh, it's already here. Here for it. Yeah, it's it's usually nostalgia. Yeah, last yeah. last year it was like disco, 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 and I hope it just continues. I'm so into this era of music. It's Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So much stuff forward to. Can you imagine Adele doing a disco album? I can't. I can't. <laughs> Can no, but we're about to get her? the Adele divorce album. Oh, great. I mean, Which could can, be disco. Can you imagine her putting out an album mm-hmm. like this year or the year after or the year after that? I think it's going to be within the next 10 years. Okay. How about Rihanna? Do you think we'll get one this decade? I think within the next 20 years. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll get like three Taylor Swift albums before then. <laughs> More than we, that. Not, not, not only that, Dago, we're going to get at least six Taylor Swift albums this <laughs> year still. Yeah. And then we're going to have to fucking deal with probably next year she's going to be like, okay, so now that I did all that, here's my new music. <laughs> Taylor it, Swift, like, legitimately, I, it, for all intents and purposes, I don't think she means it because she, like, I don't think she realizes, like, how much chaos she is causing to people and how much, like, true true eye rolls and true sighs that she is causing in all of us. <laughs> but, like, girl, release all six of those Taylor's versions albums at once. Don't make a big deal out of it. No. No, but we're going to get game. six... We're going to get, like, six re-recorded Taylor versions, and then we're going to get four versions of each of the uh, four target versions of each of those uh, six versions. And yeah, then one exclusive yeah. iTunes live version. It's it's 
We're going to get 24 albums. I had this thought today, and I just have to share it now because this is on the record. I cannot do another Taylor Swift album. I don't fucking care. I don't care if she's releasing her old fucking albums again. I can't do it. (laughs) I will end my life. I cannot. I cannot for the life of me have (laughs) a third Bopper Flop episode that has Taylor Swift's name on it. I can't do it. I'll cry. I can't do it. We I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't fucking do it. Ah! If there's nothing else happening those weeks, I'm sorry to tell you. Like, I'm sorry, but can you imagine if she hadn't won that Grammy, that one Grammy that she won for folklore? We'd have to sit through another documentary. Okay? We'd have to get another documentary of her sitting in her huge ass apartment. Being like, I just, I don't know. I I need to make a better album. I just, I just, I'm a perfectionist. I push myself. I, I, I have to say that, that do? documentary did not make me feel for Taylor Swift at all. If Literally, anything, I was like, come on, girl, get on the saddle and ride that horse down like Progressiveville because I don't want to hear any of this. Like, boo-hoo, you didn't win a Grammy. Can we all just move on? Her redeeming arc was that she was like, I posted that I'm okay with gay. And yeah, it was I, like, I, here, I don't here's, some, here's some Biden cupcakes. It's like, girl, if this is activism this day, this day and age, then I'm fucking Mother Teresa, okay? You know who has who is a great activist that she should be modeling herself off of if she truly does care? Jane Fonda? Jane Fonda. Yeah. Who was here in Minnesota today? Yeah, so doesn't go to jail. Last Tuesday. Yeah, Taylor. I want to see the mugshot. Frankly, that's Don't what I want. Don't charge for the crime. Well, guess what? Charge her for the crime because she's doing activism. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of crime I want to see out here in these streets. Frankly, nope. but no body, no crime. If I can be frank. Oh yeah, you're right. Don't charge me for the crime. Is a Jonas Brothers song. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, we come full circle. We're just bringing it back. Not, I mean, not to talk about Taylor Swift again on this goddamn podcast. I swear to God. Before Simon blows his head off. Uh, I'll do it. It'll happen. It's it'll on the happen. record now. Moira can stop that episode for me. Um, so, Dago, this has been a chaotically fun episode. I thoroughly enjoyed having you on. Thank you so much for joining. Where can people find you, et cetera? Um, people can find me uh, shirtless on Instagram at Dago Blanco, and that's D-A-G-O Blanco, as in the color white in Spanish. Um, and don't look me up on LinkedIn. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Trust me, no one with a LinkedIn is listening to this podcast. Let me tell you. No one with a LinkedIn. No. Yeah. We're we have a filter. If you have a LinkedIn, you can't be here. (laughs) Oh man. But you can give us money on our Patreon that doesn't exist. The Patreon where the Taylor Swift episodes might be without Simon. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. you know what? Us future-proofing these episodes, calling out the Patreon for like three years from now when we decide yeah. to do one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it could be a winning idea. That's patreon.com slash bopper, bopper flop, flop. 48 
three two because we didn't get the original. <laughs> or there's that that other podcast that we don't talk about that might have the exact same name as us with pod thrown on at the end, but that's fine. Bitch, you. They are so fucking dumb. I hate them. No, I haven't listened to no. a single of their episodes. I don't know anything about them. But if they do reach out and ask if they want to do a collab with us, I we will say yes. Them. We will probably say yes. To be honest, and look, I there's plenty of space in the podcasting community. I just think maybe you should do a quick search and maybe change your name, people. I kind of feel like my, my theory with it is that they they saw that we did it and they're like shit we had this idea for a while we have to do it now Mm. before they like build it into a name and that's why they are out there doing what they're doing living their life fuck them (laughs) you know where you can find us though is on social at bop or flop podcast on instagram absolutely you can feel free to rate and review us five stars only (laughs) on apple podcast at Bopper Flop No Pod. Feel free to leave whatever rating you want over there after you listen to an episode. And feel free to find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Aaron, T H E E H R E N. Weird, I know you'll get used to you'll it. You'll get used to it. Um, I almost. What I'll say though? There, you know. We, with Zoom, it's hard to do it together. Well, <sighs> you know that we'll be doing it in person the next time that happens. I know, but I know. Simon, where can people find you? <sighs> well, you can find me face first, dead on Washington Ave when we review this fucking Taylor album that I'm not going <laughs> to do. Um, but on social media, before that, you can find me at The Realist Simon. And uh, if you like my music recommendations, you can feel free to follow my Spotify playlist. Uh, it's called I Love This Playlist. And that's that. Simon, do you do you get to see how many people like like how many people follow your playlist? Do you have like Yes, I have I them? have six followers. Pretty good. Huh? Seven. Doggo followers. I was gonna say I was like I, it's about to be seven. Oh hell yeah. Okay. What was it again? I love this playlist. That's with a B. L U B. Love this playlist. It is a drag race reference. That yeah, is that true. is Miss Jessica Wilde sipping her acai. Team Candy Muse. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Opinions. Okay, well, uh, Dago, thank you so much for joining us. This was a great episode. I can't wait to be in Atlanta to see you again in person. I think that I'll make sure that Simon comes with. Pride this, yes, pride this year if we get the Vax Daddy Biden. Ooh. Come on, Vax Daddy Biden. <laughs> Come on, Daddy Biden, stick me. You know what? At, COVID <laughs> doesn't exist in Atlanta. That's it- true. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. Somebody who's getting vaccinated next week. Um, I can neither. Oh, wait. You're not only friends with doctors and essential workers? Well, um, ouch. Ouch. Spring fun, everyone vaccinated. I can't wait for the repeat. I can't. Will I can't um wait. will you be advertising that you're vaccinated on grinders? Let people know. 
I am not on Grinder, so for you. there is not an it's... advertising space for me there. I think that's good for your mental health. <laughs> what Sometimes mental health? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, please send help, just like Nick Jonas, right? Saweetie. All right, well, this was a lot of fun. Thank you guys both for providing your deep, deep perspective on Jonas Bros, Nick Jonas. I learned a lot. I feel like we all learned a lot, and we'll be back to learn more next week when we review something. I don't don't know what we're reviewing yet. I don't know what we're reviewing. We'll figure it out. There's something. There's something something to review. We'll be here. We always are. We got nothing going on. Nothing. Bye. Bye.